continue our discussion on the topic we call, and it shall come to pass. And last week, we started looking at uh, an item where we said the Lord will keep his covenant. The Lord will keep his covenant. And we looked at Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 12 to 15. And we highlighted the fact that if the Lord will keep his covenant, it's because the Lord is a God of mercy. Remember that Bible passage that says, it is by the mercies of the Lord that what? That we are not consumed. When we talk of covenant, covenants are fulfilled not because of us. We have a part to play. But our part is minimal compared to the part that God plays. Because he's a merciful God, he ensures that what he has promised, that if we just do a little part, it shall come to pass. And I speak to somebody's life today, that which the Lord has spoken, it shall come to pass. Amen. Either the devil likes it or not, it shall come to pass. Amen. The Bible says, who has spoken? And it has come to pass. Except what? Or maybe I should say, except who? Except the Lord of hosts. The Lord Almighty. Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 12. says, wherefore it shall come to pass. If you hearken to these judgments and keep and do them. That the Lord thy God shall keep unto thee the covenant. And the mercy which he swear unto thy fathers. Verse 13. And he will love thee. Amen. Somebody Amen. doesn't like that prayer. Amen. I said the Lord will love thee. Amen. He will bless thee. Amen. He will multiply thee. Amen. He will bless the fruit of thy womb. Hallelujah. He will yes. bless, bless the fruit of your land. Amen. He will bless your corn, your Amen. wine, and your oil. Amen. He will bless the increase of your kind. Amen. He will bless the flocks of thy sheep. Amen. In the land which is where unto thy fathers yes. to give thee. Amen. And I have a word for someone here today. God has promised, God has spoken that he will give you this land. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I said receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we looked at the first four parts of that passage. I want, to, I, mean, I want to continue that topic that says, It shall come to pass, the Lord will keep the covenant with you. Amen. And the fifth thing we want to look at is that the Lord will bless your corn, your wine, and your oil. Amen. I said, the Lord will bless your corn, your wine, and your oil. Amen. Now, you will notice one thing about those two things. The corn is a produce, right? Mm -hmm. The corn is, is, is obtained from, from what? From the corn. <laughs> Amen? So, the, when the Bible says the Lord will bless your corn, it's a produce. But when we are talking about the oil and the wine, you don't harvest oil on a tree. Right? Take for example, there is the olive tree. Amen? You don't go to the olive tree and say, I'm harvesting oil. What do you harvest on the olive tree? The olive. Now the olive is now processed and it gives you what? The oil. When you talk of the wine, there is a tree called the vine. It's not that you go to the tree and you begin to harvest wine. But the produce, I mean, the, the, the crop that is harvested from it, it's now used to produce what? The wine. So when the Lord says he will bless your corn, your wine, and your oil, he's saying he will bless your, your produce and your product. Amen. Does that make sense to somebody? Yes, 
He will bless that which you have produced. He will bless that which, which is the product of the work of your hands. I pray for someone here again today. The Lord will bless your corn, your wine, and your oil. Amen. I said the Lord will bless your corn, your wine, and the oil. Amen. That is a product of the covenant. That's the fourth uh, uh, blessing. I mean, the fourth thing in that passage. The fourth blessing. The fifth blessing in the passage we have just read is that the Lord will bless the flocks of thy sheep and the increase of thy cattle. Amen. I pray for someone here today. God will bless your increase. Amen. I say God will bless your increase. Amen. You know, that passage is not saying maybe there shall be increase or not. It says what? God will bless the increase. The increase. When the Lord created man and he blessed him, he said, be what? Be fruitful. And do what? Multiply and do what? Replenish the earth. So the increase of man is what? What is the increase of man? It's the children. That's where I'm going. Without children, you, can, you cannot multiply, can you? No. So when the Bible says the Lord will bless the increase of the flocks of thy sheep and the increase of thy cattle, but I'm saying unto you today, the Lord will bless your increase. Amen. I said the Lord will bless your increase. Amen. Your children are blessed. Yes, Either the devil likes it or not, your children are blessed. Amen. Tell somebody, my children are blessed. I know many of us, our children are sitting beside us. Tell your children you are blessed. Oh. Now, children, tell your parents, I am blessed. Uh, some children are not talking. Tell your parents, I am blessed. So shall it be in Jesus' name. So it's not just that we are blessed. Whatever we own is blessed. Very soon we are going to have some big time farmers in our midst. Somebody is not receiving that. I said very soon we have some big time farmers in our midst. The world we live in is not the world where you say, ah, uh, they farm with uh, cutlass and hoe. I don't want to be a farmer. This is a world where farmers are billionaires. Mm. True or false? True. And I think it's time we have some in this church. Oh, yes. Receive it in Jesus' name. Yes. I say receive it in Jesus' name. Yes. If nobody wants it, very soon I will own a farm. Yes. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Yes. Now because if you, are, if, if you own a farm, number one, you are a landowner. Is that not so? Yes. Uh, you have livestock, you have uh, corn, all these things that we are saying. You wouldn't sit down and say, oh, how does it apply to me? Because it originally does what applies to you. Tell somebody it applies to me. It applies to me. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Yes. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 4, the Bible says, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. Amen. Somebody is not saying amen to that. Amen. I say, blessed shall be the fruit of your body amen. and the fruit of your ground. Amen. And the fruit of your cattle, Amen. the increase of your kind, Amen. and the flocks of thy sheep. Amen. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. The next item in that passage is that the Lord, the Bible says, Thou shalt be blessed above all people. Hallelujah. Who is God talking today? Amen. It shall come to pass Amen. that thou shalt be blessed above all people. Hallelujah. Tell somebody no limitation. no limitation. That's what the word of God is saying. When you go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 12 to 13, verses 12 to 13, 28, he said, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, Amen. the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, Amen. and to bless all the work of your hand. Amen. 
to bless how many work of your hand? So, whatever be the work of your hand, you are a doctor, you are a nurse, you are a teacher, you are a PSW, you have an investment, you have a, you've just bought a piece of land, you've just bought a house, you've bought the first of 10 or 20 buildings. The Bible says the Lord will bless the work of your hand. You are a mechanic, you are a carpenter. You know, you know, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. There is this company in uh, New Market, right? I think it's the biggest company in New Market. They make uh, either vehicle spare parts or something like that. Mag, you are, you are in the spirit. Magma, that is the name of the company. Do you know how that company started? Does anybody know how it started? The man came from either they say Poland or somewhere. They started making dice. And then they started making some vehicle spare parts. Gradually, he started making his own component. Today, in Europe, that company is very big. And of course, in Canada, it is what? It's very big. It's one of the biggest companies here. But the man started by making dice. I don't know what type of dial, but that's what I read. And then graduated to making vehicle spare parts. You know when the Bible says, do not despise the days of little beginning. Yes. You are here, you have started little. Uh-huh. You will be great. Amen. I said you will be great. Because, because what? It shall come to pass. What the Lord has spoken shall be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Tell somebody I grab it. In Isaiah chapter 6, I mean chapter 61 verse 9. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 9. Isaiah 61 verse 9. The Bible says, And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles. And their offsprings among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them. That they are the seed which the Lord has blessed. You know, know, there is a a, uh, prayer point I always raise. That Father, let it be impossible to ignore me. You remember that prayer point? It says, All that see them shall do what? They shall acknowledge them. What does it mean to be acknowledged? No, they cannot just pass you and say, uh, 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 no. When they will look at you, they say, ah. That is the word. They will pause and say, mm, this man is different. This woman is different. This person is different. This student is different. They've, take, they've, they've gone halfway through the course before you join them. And you still come out on top. True or false? Is somebody saying amen to that? Everybody is complaining this is difficult, this is impossible, but you serve a God who specializes in what? Impossibilities. And when everything is is done, when the uh, the, the marks are collated, your mark is the best. Because you you serve a God that says everyone will see you and acknowledge you. Tell somebody it shall be impossible. For me to be ignored. You will not be ignored in Jesus' name. Then the last point on that covenant, it says, No male or female shall be barren among you or among your cattle. Isn't that wonderful? It's a covenant. It shall come to pass. God will keep that covenant. In Exodus 23 verse 26, it says, There shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren. Two, that's what they call a two-edged sword, right? Yes, yes. There shall nothing cast their young. Amen. 
If you are pregnant, you cannot lose it. Amen. If you are pregnant, you will not lose it. Amen. No matter what the devil tries, he has failed. Amen. So well, that's what it means when it says, there shall not be cast their young. Then it now says, no, be barren. You shall not be barren. Amen. Tell somebody, I am, I am not barren. When I'm saying you are not barren, we are, um, I know we'll start, instantly start thinking about having children. That is number one. Everyone here that desires a child, receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. When we are talking about not being barren, we are talking about productivity. Some people are barren because they are what? Unproductive. Every cause of barrenness. Today it is lifted in Jesus' name. Amen. Every cause of barrenness is today rebuked in Jesus' name. Amen. You will not be barren in Jesus' name. Amen. You are not barren in Jesus' name. You will be productive for God and for yourself in the name of Amen. Jesus. So that is the last point on saying God or not. I think there are two more things I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to highlight. The Bible says, the Lord will take away from you all sicknesses. Amen. How many sicknesses? All sicknesses. How many? All. And brethren, all means what? All. It means the known and what? Unknown. The known and the unknown. That's why I always talk about COVID-18, COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-21. Do you know that this flu virus... They say it mutates. Am I correct? If I'm wrong, I know we have uh, knowledgeable people about it. Please tell me. Because this, that's why every year, the vaccine they use for last year is not the vaccine they use for this year. It's the same pro people that produce it. But they say it changes. Different strains become more dangerous and, and things like that. And the same thing, one of the problems they have with uh, uh, Sister Corona is the fact that when it started, there was a particular strain that was responsible for what happened in China. But as it began to spread over the world, it began to change. It began to change. So it may happen that what they are experiencing, in, even though they say it's the same strain, but what they are experiencing in Bali may not be the same thing they are experiencing in uh, uh, Azerbaijan. Amen? But do you know what the Lord is telling somebody here today? He said he will take away from you all sicknesses, including every sickness that is caused by corona. Receive it in Jesus' name. Now, the Bible goes on to say, um, if you look at Exodus 23-25, you'll see that I highlighted it. Exodus 23-25, he said you will serve the Lord your God, he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. That's another way of putting it. Now, the Bible goes on to say that the Lord will put none of the diseases of Egypt upon you. Amen. You see how God is wonderful. Yes. Number one, he said, he will take away from you what? How many sicknesses? All. All. Then he goes on to say that there are some diseases that were created specifically for the Egyptians. Uh -huh. okay. And then he said, he will not put any of them upon you. Tell somebody that is me. The Lord is telling me that the sicknesses of the Egyptians, they are not my portion. Look at Exodus 15, 26. We know that passage very well. Exodus 15, 26, right? Exodus 15, 26. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and do that which is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, he said I will do what? I will put none of them. None. 
No, he didn't say I will put one. You see, the Bible is complete. In one instance, he said, All. You are exempted from all. In another instance, he says, I will not, I will, I will do what? I will put none. They are not meant for you. That's why those diseases are not meant for you. Now tell the person those diseases. They are not meant for me. They are not meant for you in Jesus' name. He said, I will put none. They are meant for the Egyptians. And do you know what? On the day that Israel came out of Egypt, some Egyptians that were wise, what did they do? They put uh, the Passover blood on the lintel of their house. When the angel of death was passing, he saw the blood and said, ah, these ones, they are wise. They've joined my people. Nobody died from their household. Because you are a child of God, no disease of the Egyptians will be yours in Jesus' name. An Egyptian is somebody who has not given his life to Christ. And so every Egyptian out there, maybe you are listening to this message, there's only one simple solution. You only need to make up your mind that from today, I do what? I choose to serve Jesus. I choose to serve Jesus. There's a song our choir, our choristers sing. Today, I choose to follow you. Something like that. If you have not given your life to Jesus, all you have to do is say, today, I do what? I choose to follow Jesus. It's as simple as that. And then, none of the diseases or the diseases will be yours in Jesus' name. So that is it about the covenant. One more before we, before we, uh, we round up for today. I know our time is fast spent. The next point that God asked me to tell somebody that will come to pass today is that God will make a way for you. Amen. God will do what? God will make a way for you. God will make a way for me. God will make a way for his people. In Joshua chapter 3, verse 13. Joshua chapter 3, verse 13. Joshua chapter 3, verse 13. He says, and it shall come to pass, as soon as the soles of the feet of the priest that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of the, all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan. That the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above. And they shall stand upon and heap. You know, the Bible says, when the soul of the feet of the priests, who are the priests? Is there any priest in the house today? Any priest in the house today? Tell somebody you are a priest. Tell the, the person, I am a priest. The Bible says we are what? A royal priesthood. We are not even ordinary priests. We are priests of the Most High God. So when the Bible says, as soon as the soul of the priest, of the feet of, have, that bear the ark of the Lord, do you bear the ark of the Lord? Yes, Lord. Do you bear the ark of the Lord? Oh, yes. Good. Because the Bible says, Christ in who? In me. In, I mean, the hope of what? Very important. If Christ is in you, you bear the ark of the Lord. The presence of God is in you. He said, as soon as the soul of the priest, that, I mean, uh, that I bear the ark of the Lord, of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan. Your home may not be the waters of Jordan. There is no Jordan in Bari. But there is a water that is standing on your path. That you are looking. Is this the end of the road? The Lord says, it shall come to pass. Amen. That water will be parted. Amen. There is a hindrance on your path that you are looking at and say, ah, can I overcome this? I have a word for you. It shall come to pass. 
you will overcome. Tell somebody, I will overcome. As soon as the feet of the priest step into the waters of Jordan, Jordan that overflows. Brethren, the overflowing of Jordan is just a threat. Amen? The overflowing of Jordan is what? It's a threat. It's a threat. It's just trying to limit you from going forward and say, ah, look at it. It's very deep. No matter how deep it, it is, that water cannot overcome you. The troubles of life cannot overcome you. Amen. The challenges of life cannot overcome you. Amen. It shall come to pass. I have a word for somebody here today. You will not be stranded. Amen. I said you will not be stranded. Amen. Every limitation on your part, be it Jordan, be it Red Sea, be it Black Sea, be it Blue Sea, it is parting today in Jesus' name. Amen. Because it shall come to pass. God will Make a way for you. Amen. And do you know what God did when he parted uh, the Red Sea? In Exodus chapter 14, we can, I mean, put the whole uh, uh, chapter down. It's a very interesting chapter. That is where God parted the Red Sea. But when you go to verse 24, verse 24, you see what God did? You know, God doesn't do things halfway. How many of us know that? He doesn't do things halfway. Whatever he starts, he does what? So when you begin to see the hand of God in your life, when you begin to see that God has started something in your life, what are you supposed to do? Rejoice. Rejoice and be faithful. Because once God has started it, he will do what? He will complete it. Look at Exodus uh, chapter 14 verse 24. And it came to pass. Tell somebody and it came to pass. That in the morning what? The Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud, and troubled the host of the Egyptians. That's why it started. Every Egyptian in your situation, every Egyptian in your life, beginning from this moment, God will begin to trouble them in Jesus' name. Amen. I said God will begin to trouble them in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to verse 25, verse 25, verse 25. And he took up their chariot wheels. In other words, whatever it is they are using to run after you, God is beginning to, 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 to what's the word now? Uh, <laughs> he's beginning to, to, to dis, I mean, dismantle. God is beginning to dismantle whatever it is they are using to chase you. He's beginning to destroy them. Amen. That's what he did for the Egyptians. So that the Egyptians themselves said, let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighted for them against the Egyptians. God will fight for you. Amen. Against your enemies. If you, if you take that passage, um, our time is fast, man. If you read it to verse 28, the Bible says at a point, God told Moses to stretch forth the rod upon the waters. What happened? The waters came over the Egyptians in the midst of the Red Sea, and they were consumed. Every Egyptian. You know, there are some pursuers that, that uh, they land their lesson fast, and they run away. But the Egyptians are not so. In fact, you came into the church today, some Egyptians came with you. But today they will meet their destruction. Amen. Today they will meet their end. Amen. Because that is, God doesn't just make a way. Remember, God doesn't do things halfway. He makes a way for you to pass and He destroys your Egyptians in the Red Sea. Every Egyptian that has followed you thus far, they are consumed today in Jesus' name. Amen. You will look for them, you will not find them again. Amen. So shall be your testimony. In Jesus' name. And it shall come to pass. You.